So when you stand up, you can stand however you're inclined to. And it can shift and change over time. And you can open your eyes or close them. If they're going to be open, fix them on a point just so that you have a steady gaze. So it's funny even the comparison between standing and lying down at the beginning of a practice. Lying down oftentimes is some fidgeting, but it's a little bit easier to make choices around or to get still. Standing, say, stand in a way that you're inclined, it's like, well, is this really how I stand? Or how should I stand? There seems to be more decisions with it. But it's just stand. And then fix the gaze or close your eyes. And just start to feel your feet on the ground. So you can start rocking a little forward to back, side to side. Just to notice the contact your feet have with the floor and how when you shift the weight in your feet, the entire structure above starts to shift around as well. Eventually, you can just go back to a place of stillness. And then turn your attention to your breath. And then turn your attention to your breath just as a means to get here into the present moment somewhat. And just feel what it feels like to pick one foot up off of the ground, however you'd like, just to stand on one foot for a period. If you fall out of it or need to come down, then go ahead. But just notice what it's like. How's the balance? And particularly with your eyes closed or unless they're fixed on a point, it can be challenging. And then you can change feet and notice how that feels. You may be more inclined to balance on one foot than the other. And then just come back to standing. And then just make sure your props are nearby. You all did a very nice job. Props all over next to you. And you can lie down on your back with your legs, whichever direction you want, forward, back, and lie down in constructive rest or and lie down, just legs out on the floor. And once you're down, you become still. Let the body become heavy on the ground. Not necessarily by asking anything to release in particular, but more by just noticing the contact that the surfaces of your body have with the floor. And turning your attention and focus internally or inwards slightly more and towards the breath. Either merely picking the the fact that the breath does exist as the focal point and noticing when the mind wanders away from that or perhaps picking the location. 
the feeling of movement, the sound, something about the breath that holds your attention and that you can easily and readily notice when your mind has wandered to other aspects of either what's here and now or what is being thought of in the mind. Perhaps what sensation is being felt in the body. Those are all things to move the focus to, but here it's choose the breath or a quality of it. Return often. If you'd like to start to deepen the breath at all, or if that makes sense to you, then take longer cycles of breath, although not necessary. And if today is a day, or if every day is a day where that creates more issue than it does solve anything, then just continue with the breath at its natural pace. And you can even adapt the chain, the breath as you practice. Maybe at some points you choose it to be longer Maybe at some points you choose just to let it exist and sit there as it naturally would. Bring your legs in if they're reached out on the floor. Place your feet roughly hip distance apart. Once your feet are in hip distance apart, let's return to the breath. So with your feet now on the floor, bring your legs in if they're extended out. Just feet on the floor, hip distance with your knees bent. And just start to play with how the feet are anchored to the floor. Now, because of the position of the thigh bone and the shin bone in space, the weight in the feet will be on one edge more than the other. We'll say closer to the heel side, perhaps. So just gently lift the heels up a little bit, lift the ball of the foot up a little bit, then shift to the inside edge, the outside edge, and let the soles of the feet Lift and lower towards the floor, just noticing what muscles in the lower leg cause certain movements in the foot. You can even play with what it feels like to pick up your toes and not the rest of your foot, or maybe what it's like to pick up the whole foot and not the toes. But all of these muscles that move the foot, that move the lower leg as focal points, but also all as the... Uh, stabilizing muscles for the ankle and foot when you're standing. So now see if even though the feet are a little bit away from you, you can anchor them to the ground using all of those muscles in a personal way, which will mean a little bit more, a little bit less of each one depending on you, until the feet feel fairly anchored, fairly even or wise for you. Just notice how that's happening. 
then take your legs out on the ground. Reach them all the way out. Once they're all the way out, have them the distance apart that feels wise to you, where your heels would be roughly the distance away from the edges of your mat as your hip joints are. And point your feet fairly straight up, where more specifically your knees feel like they're facing fairly straight up or in a wise position for you. And then pull the toes back towards you enough that if the floor was under your feet right now, the feet would become evenly anchored. Now you were just doing that when your feet were on the floor. So can you find the muscles in the inside, outside, front, back of the lower leg that stabilize the foot and ankle? And then if you want, you can look up with your eyes and see, are those feet that I would really stand on? Or is there something that's crooked? And can you find the muscles that would bring the soles of the feet to evenly anchor? And then keep the work in the lower leg and just play with the muscles that are above the kneecaps or the quads. Straighten your knees out a lot. Now, some of you, your heels will lift up a significant amount. And so just notice if that's happening. And for some of you, they won't. So don't make the knees hurt, but find the muscles that straighten the knees. And then once you notice where those are, you relax your legs and just flip over, like pancake flip, over onto your belly for a moment. If you need, just for even lying on your belly feels more comfortable with a little blanket roll, you can always slide it under there. You won't be here long, but don't be in pain for no good reason. And flip your feet over like they would be in plank or like they would be standing. Have them the distance apart that feels wise for you. Now the toes will be curled back. You don't need to anchor them to the ground too much, but See if you can find the muscles of the lower leg that stabilize the foot and ankle here. And then the muscles that straighten out your knees. Just do one leg at a time. Bend your right knee. Bend your right knee and bring the heel in towards your sit bone. And as you bend the right knee, think about moving the shin through a, the potato soup we had yesterday. So as if you're dragging it through a thick substance so that there's some resistance. And just notice the muscles that bend the knee, that would stabilize the knee if it was straight, learning how to use the front and back of the thigh. And when you figure out one side, then go to the other. And you can even play with what's it like to keep the knee bent and held in that position. Where are the muscles that do that? When you figured out where the muscles are located for you in the back of the leg that bend the knee, even if the experience is subtle, then you can go ahead and straighten the knees out. Have your feet flipped. Find the muscles of the lower leg that stabilize the foot and ankle. Find the muscles that straighten out the knee, quads. And then without bending the knee, keeping the knees straight, can you find the hamstring here? stabilize the back of the leg. Yeah, good. When you find all those and figure that out, flip back over onto your back again. Now, when you flip over onto your back this time, just prop yourself up a little bit on your elbows so you can see your legs. And you may have to scoot yourself forward a bit so you don't kick your props. Just legs outstretched, lying back on your elbows. 
And have your feet the hip distance apart for you. That makes sense. Pull your toes back towards you so the lower legs start to anchor. Find the muscles that straighten the knee. Work those. Then find the muscles in the back of the leg that stabilize the knee. Now go to the muscles in the outside edge of the hips. Without letting the legs turn, move your legs away from one another. And scooch them out, 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 until they won't go any further, and you find the muscles in the outside edge of the hips. So out around the sides of your tush. So how wide do the legs go? But more specifically, where are the muscles that move the legs away from one another? And then bring them back towards one another and take your block and you can put it the skinny way between the inner thighs. And then lie all the way down this time. And the same idea, point your feet fairly straight up for you, the knees more specifically. Stabilize the lower leg. Stabilize the front and back of the thigh to stabilize your knee. Now imagine pressing out the way that you were doing, but keep the legs the distance apart that they are. So press out, but also at this point, see if you can squeeze in. Can you squeeze into the block? Now can you at a certain point, let all of those little mini efforts fight with one another until they calm down and find an evenness in terms of the stability. Can you think about as you breathe, narrowing the sides of the waist in? It should be fairly stable just by working the legs. And once that happens and you have that imprinted in your mind, you can get rid of the block, hug your knees in, and make your way back up to standing. Take your time. Now, if you like the props, you're always welcome to use them at a certain point, although for this it will be difficult. So position your feet the distance apart, the turn in, turn out. That makes sense to you. Position your spine in a fairly neutral place. And come back to the breath. Do eyes open or eyes closed, completely up to you. And once the skeleton is in place, start with the process of stabilizing the legs, so lower leg muscles starting to work. Then the knee straighteners, quads. The knee benders, and that although the knees are going to stay straight in position, can you stabilize the back of the leg somewhat? And then the squeeze in, press out, the sides of your waist pulling in. Now, much like we did at the beginning, can you anchor the left foot, left leg? The weight will have to shift slightly, but can you use the stabilizers to hold that leg steady and pick your right foot up off of the floor some? Now, if you come out of balance, bring the foot back down and start again and see if you can stabilize the left leg. So as you lean over, it can become something that the outer hip muscles, the muscles that spread the legs away from one another, start to turn off. Can you find the outer hip muscles? You find the sides of the waist, the inner line of the leg. Hold the gaze. 
fix it on a point. Find the breath. And when you're done with that leg, perhaps when you choose to step out of it, then restabilize the legs and start the other side. So of course there will be falling in and falling out. If you can find the muscles that stabilize the right leg now as the left leg lifts, perhaps the skill of balance on that one leg will become possible, even improve over the course of today. You have to learn how to do it. And then some days it's easier than others. And then again, it's completely up to you, but when you choose to step out of this, you choose to step out of it. You can compare and contrast what it was like at the beginning compared to now. Now, different experience, one not better than the other, more information, perhaps easier to stabilize now, perhaps not. And when you're done with that, you can lie down on your Back and roll onto your left side. Now, when you're on your left side, your left hip hurts or bothers you, the greater trochanter for you is digging into the floor too much. You can put a blanket under your outer left hip right now. Prop your head up with your hands. It's always my joke. Lie like Burt Reynolds. This crowd will know what I'm talking about. Now, look down the length of your body and outstretch your legs so that your knees are straight and your hips are stacked. Now, once you've had that, this is hard to lie here with everything stacked, especially without effort. So see if you can flex the ankles, stabilize the legs. If you have your legs apart when you're standing, consider lifting the top leg up some. You'll find that outer hip muscle. Now, once you have the legs stabilized, the waist stabilized, think about bending your right knee and folding the right hip. Bring your right thigh bone up towards your chest a bit. Fold the right knee parallel with the floor to roughly, I'll say, 90-ish degrees in the hip. So that's hovering out in front of you. Now bring the right foot to the inner left thigh with the knee bent. Let it rest on the inner left thigh. Now keep the pelvis square to the side, and if you need your eyes, look with your eyes. Now the left leg needs a lot of stability. Knees straight, ankle, lower leg muscles working. Now see how high you can lift this right knee away from the ground without the pelvis tipping behind you. Just take the right knee up, turn the right thigh bone in the socket, like you were doing tree on your side. Now, when you can't take that right knee up away from the floor anymore, find the muscles in the outer right hip that are turning this leg. Now, some of you have pulled that right foot off the left thigh. Bring the right foot down to the left thigh. Just turn it. Yeah, there you go. Now, where are the muscles that are doing that? And you can move in and out, if you'd like, just to find where are those glutes that turn the leg. 
where does the leg turning stop and the left leg and pelvis on the other side starts to turn instead? And when you figure out this right leg and the turning, you can look at the distance the right knee is facing up towards the ceiling. It won't be anywhere near straight up if your pelvis is dead square sideways. Once you notice that, make note and roll to your other side and you can start and see how much rotation do you have in that left leg. Where are the muscles that turn the thigh bone in the socket? Experience of turning the leg, of knowing what you're doing, is more important than how far it goes by, by far. So create some stability in the right leg, the left leg, the inner line, the hips, the waist. It'll be like the left leg is marching, bring the thigh towards you, bend the knee, let the foot rest on the inner thigh, and then start to turn. Now if you were to put a laser beam on the pubic bone, that laser beam would be shining towards the side wall parallel with the floor. And if it looks like it's aiming more up towards the ceiling, then you've turned the pelvis and the right hip instead of just the left. Now where are those glute muscles that turn that leg? How far will it go for you? No prize for turning the leg. No prize for turning it to face straight up, not even close. But there certainly is skill in learning how far your hip will go and how it works. And then once you've got that, then stand yourself up, roll yourself over, and up you go, back to standing. And once you're standing, again, it'll be fine mountain pose with your foot position, your pelvic position. Put your hands on your hips this time if you'd like. Once your skeleton's in place, start stabilizing from the ground up, lower leg muscles, front back of the thigh, inside edge of the thigh, outer hips, waist. And now stabilize the left leg and like you did before, just pick your right foot up off of the floor. Pick your right foot up, bend the knee, fold the hip, and bring the leg up. And you can go slowly, a little at a time. And once that's up, and stabilize this left leg. Fix the gaze. It can help. Now, if you need to use the hand, that's totally fine. But start to bring your right foot towards the inner left thigh and begin to rotate the right thigh out to the side some. If you want to hook the foot, fine, pull it up. If it doesn't hurt your knee or cause pain, if it's on the knee, it's not the end of the world. Otherwise, below or above or toes on the floor, it doesn't really matter. But if it's the sides of the waist are even, pelvis square forward, left leg all the stabilizers, outer right hip muscles working to turn the thigh bone just to where your skeleton will go. Think back of the right thigh, calf, working to keep the knee bent. And whenever you're done, decide, okay, got that right side figured out. Then on to the left and on your own this time. How do you move that? 
How far? Because all the efforts are there even with your toes on the ground. They're all the same. You could find all the same work with the foot very low, oftentimes more with it low than high. This is the work of the outer hip, then you don't have to get that knee facing dead sideways to find the work of the hip. And maybe you don't even bring the foot to the inner thigh. Maybe you just let it dangle out to the side like a Captain Morgan leg. idea will be to experience the other side. Perhaps one side is easier than the other. Well, you're right-handed, left-handed, right-legged, left-legged. The dominant side and one that isn't as dominant. So it's to be with the experience of the other side. There's no award for doing both sides symmetrically, perfectly. Because tomorrow it would be different anyhow. Whenever you're done, and step out of that. You'll find your butt cheeks with this one. Shake it out. Shake it out. But now you can go back to the other side. Now you have choices this time. You know how to stabilize and stand on one foot. You can either let the leg turn like a tree pose leg, or you can bring it forward and up more like a marching leg. But once you're stable, even if that means that the toes are on the floor and you're stabilizing and just thinking about the foot lifting, whatever works now, once you're stable, then you'll start to move the arms in relation to this. So can you keep the lower body fixed? begin to explore taking the arms maybe out and up. Maybe forward and up. Maybe they move. What's it like to hold the whole lower portion of the body stable while balancing on one foot and move the arms? Maybe it's really easy, maybe it's really hard. It's just to be with the experience of what it's like. the internal balance that you're looking for with the experience. Can you let it be what it is? Be skillful around it. Pay attention. The body's stability or balance is inconsequential. If it's really easy today, then it's can you just be balanced with that concept and know that perhaps tomorrow or five minutes from now it won't be like that. If it's difficult, can you be steady and balanced with that? It's difficult today. Go back and forth between sides. Try the second one whenever you're ready. 
maybe with that leg, the experience of moving the leg is different. The arm movements you choose are different. mobile your ankles are, the more range they have side to side, front to back, the more difficult this becomes. Doesn't mean you can't learn to do it, it just means it's difficult in that region. Whenever you're finished, you make your way down to any seated place, and there's no rush. If you have more to explore, go ahead. Seated place that you choose, just prop it, prop it however you'd like. If you want to take your legs out in front of you and shake them out for a moment, then go for it. And once you've gotten yourself into a comfortable seated shape, let the eyes fix or on a point or close and come back to the breath. Body staying semi-anchored for now, or at least the legs. Let's play with rocking the pelvis forward and back a bit. And if the position that you're in makes that hard, you can always prop yourself up higher, change the leg positioning to make it easier on you. But as you rock the pelvis back and forth, notice how that moves up into the rest of the spine, maybe into the neck. So much like when you were rocking on your feet. When you're using muscles to stabilize the foot, the ones that would rock you all around. So here, noticing the muscles that tip you one way or the other, and eventually coming to a place where it feels like your spine's fairly neutral. And you can take your hands to a prayer position in front of you, or you can take your fingers and interlace them in front of you, whichever you like. Bring your elbows to your sides so that the arms aren't part of the equation too much. Now, maybe with some of that stability in the inner leg, the outer hip, you start to turn the spine a little bit to the right. And then back through center and to the left. So where are the muscles that rotate the spine? And you can go back and forth between the two. And you don't have to go very far to find them. 
And as you go, it's hard work. If you're holding your breath to do it, maybe work a little less. And now what would it be like to rotate and use those muscles but to allow the arms to start to move? So if you'd like, you can take them out to the side. You can stretch one overhead. But what would it be like to let the arms get involved? Maybe they move out like robot arms somehow. We're not moving our hips. Well, you also can. We'll get there. Now, just like Kim said, at a certain point, as you move the arms, maybe it feels like, oh, I'd like to bring one hand to the floor, one arm overhead, or the other hand gently to the outer thigh, not as a means to crank on the pose, but just as a means to explore. And maybe when you do that, the opposing hip lifts up off the ground. You turn your head and look over the shoulder, and then back and forth between the two. Now, if there's pain in the SI joints, the lower back, around the base of the rib cage, then consider not twisting as far, changing what you're doing. You can also go from dynamically moving to holding a static position, and knowing that even in that held shape, there's little room to undulate or to move, to move the breath at least. finished exploring again there's no rush on this make your way to your back for a moment in constructive rest shape Once you're down on your back in constructive rest and become still for a moment and find the breath. that constructive rest shape and stretch your legs out onto the floor in front of you. Mountain pose shape. You put your hands on your hips as if you were setting up a standing pose like we were doing previously. Feet the distance apart that works for you. Pull your toes back towards you and stabilize the lower legs. Stabilize the front of the thigh, the back of the thigh, the inner line of the leg, the outer. Now just like you were marching this right leg, bend the knee, fold the hip, and bring the knee to a 90 degree angle and the hip to a 90 degree angle. 
Just leave that leg there at that point. And take your left arm up to the ceiling. Just reach it straight up over the shoulder. Now the same muscles that were helping you twist before, can you find them and use them here? Pelvis staying fairly stable, left leg stable, to take the left shoulder up off of the floor, maybe the head up off of the floor, and reach up and over towards the outer right thigh. Now think, what would it be like to put your hand on the outer right knee and hold this if you were standing? Would you be able to? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe this right arm would need to come out to the side if you were doing it. Maybe you'd want to take the right arm up overhead. And when you figured out the right side, how does that work? Then methodically, left, left, right leg can go out, stabilize a reclined mountain pose position from the legs up. And then the left leg can march, bend the knee, fold the hip. And the right arm can reach up to the ceiling once you're stable. And you can find the twist rotator muscles that take the right arm up and over towards the left thigh. Now the neck staying fairly neutral, maybe even turning to turn towards the side wall that you're facing. You all have different length arms, different length torsos, legs, you name it. So if you have shorter arms, it's more of a twist. If that doesn't work, then don't put your hand on the knee. Just initiate the twist muscles. And then when you have that all figured out, you can eventually hug your knees in, take your time, and make your way up to standing. Gravity will act differently on you standing. Lying down, you had the whole body as a fixed point to work off of. Here, you only have the feet. So once standing, skeleton in position for you. Hands can be on your hips if that helps. Eventually stability from the lower leg up. And then parts of the body will stay still, parts will move. And once stable through the leg, stable through the waist. Left foot will be the anchor, right leg. Pick your foot up off of the floor, bend the knee, fold the hip, just like you just did lying down. Now once that's stable, then initiate a rotation from the trunk, turn towards the leg. And it doesn't have to be far. Maybe you even turn the head at a certain point. You can put your hand on your thigh or you can just find the muscles that turn the torso. Now, oh my goodness, what would it be like if you kept the legs where they are and you turned the other way? God forbid the yoga gods are going to come get you. What would it be like to rotate with this leg up without keeping the pelvis quite so fixed or the raised leg quite so fixed? There's pain in the SI joints, pain in the groin, the mid, back at the thoracic junction between that and the lumbar, then don't twist so much or don't hold the pelvis so rigid or don't move it. It's personal. And 
at any point, constructive rest is right there. And eventually, when you're done with this side, you're free to do the other. It's just me making a suggestion. Don't feel you need to follow exactly when I say change. So first it will be the methodical way to get in, stabilize, tadasana, move the left leg away from the floor. Once that's stable, initiate the twist. Once you learn how to do that, well then you can start to explore, adapt, change and move. Not easy, not easy. done with all that exploration, you make your way to your back just to constructive rest. Take your time. Or go right now. Up to you. Every experience of standing on the feet, balancing has been different through this. It's the beginning, where you started and then all the explorations off of that as unique experiences to have. Some more your speed than others. It's just to be with what you're doing, make choices around what's presented to you. That's all you get from learning to stand on one foot is learning to stand on one foot. Maybe the ability to balance like a ballerina if that ever came up in your regular life. Now, once you're down on your back here, hug your knees into your chest, however you like to do that. You can do one at a time, you can do both at the same time. You can hug the shins, you can hug the backs of the legs. You can prop this up. You can keep the knees together, you can widen them. You can play with straightening one knee at a time out a little bit. Play with putting the strap around your foot, reaching it up and taking it across the body a little bit without having to initiate too much of a twist if you want an outer hip release or to get the muscles that were working in that outer hip to move the opposite direction. You can put your left leg in constructive rest if you're doing that right leg up, strap around the foot and just drop the left, right leg to the left a few degrees. Now if that bothers the SI joint, then don't do it. You can turn the leg in or out just to find the, the outer line of the leg. And if you'd prefer to stay with the knees hugged in or to do one leg in, one leg out or happy baby, you're also welcome to do all of those shapes. 
know, so if you're using the strap, take the leg side to side, and the knee does not have to be straight. You can bend it. You can also outstretch the left leg on the floor if that pulls on the lower back or feels unwise. You can always return it back to where it was. The idea is just to be with what, what do you feel you need to do? What feels wise here? Nothing to be gained, just experiences to be had. But now you creating them much more than me. What's it like to not be told what to do, but to try to figure it out for yourself instead? If there's something that I haven't offered, maybe cat-cow or flipping over onto your belly and lifting the chest or anything of that nature that you feel like, well, that would be nice before I become still again, feel free to do that. Now, within reason. Again, there's absolutely no rush, but if you get to a point of being finished with shapes, then set yourself up in whatever reclined position you'd like to stay in for the remainder. If you would prefer to put your legs up on the wall or on the chair, you're always welcome to do that. You can prop yourself however you'd like as well. There's the options of tying the legs together. Final resting shape. And once you're in your final resting shape, 
move your attention from external to internal again. The sounds you hear, we have no control over those. And even if we did, would it be worth the effort? But you can hear them. And there's a difference between ignoring them and allowing them to be. Move your focus from the sounds to yourself. The here and now and the shape your body's in and the feeling it has in relation to the floor or to the props. The shifts and changes in your body that the breath makes. Focus down slightly narrow, more narrow and to the breath. Choosing perhaps where you feel the sensation of the breath most readily. Or perhaps to the sound, the very subtle, quiet sound. Or to the fact that the breath is there, moving in and out. Again, a focal point to return to over and over again. Honing the skill of focus. And just like with the balancing on one foot, knowing that sometimes the mind wanders a lot, sometimes it is more steady, just be with the experience of the task at hand of bringing the focus back to the breath and almost chuckling when it wanders and redirecting back.
the breath as a very subtle experience to a little bit more of a large, expansive, awakening experience. Let the breath perhaps move more or the hands and feet move more. So you can wake the body back up. Allow the experience of more of what is here and now to become apparent. Feel the sensation of the body in relation to the floor. Feel it moving. Feel the air in the room on your skin. Hear the sounds. And of course, there is all of the components of the mind, thinking, navigating, creating, imagining. It's not you're going to get rid of those. It's just to know that you're doing that when you're doing that, and to know where the present moment is, and that it has many facets worth exploring and experiencing. Whenever you feel ready, you can make your way up to seated in whatever way you like. moment once you're seated, come back to being still, back to the here and now, if you wandered. Thank you all so much. It's been real fun. Join your hands together if you like. Bow your head down if you like. And then look up, eyes open. Namaste. Namaste.